to Mr. Biz Radio, Biz Talk for Biz Owners. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And this week, we're going to talk about something. We try to find these different types of topics, different angles that impact each and every one of us. And this one will impact us, uh, impact you whether you are an entrepreneur, business owner, even if you're not. You could be in the corporate world. You could be a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad. It doesn't matter. This is going to be an impactful episode shared with tons of insights. I'm putting a lot of pressure on the guests already. Uh, joining us this week is none other than Jody Wellman. She is a leading authority on living lives worth living. We're always trying to do that, right? We're talking about legacy, things like that. Um, as a speaker and facilitator, she helps her clients live squander-free, I love that, that terminology, lives, while they're lucky enough to still be around above ground while cleverly beginning with the big end in mind. She named her business 4,000 Mondays. I'll tell you, when I talk to Jody, this is a side note, I'll get back to the bio in a second, but when she, when she and I were talking and she said, you know, had an idea to come on the show, as soon as she said 4,000 Mondays, I said, you can stop. You got me. We're, we're good. <laughs> Uh, so she named her business 4,000 Mondays, and we'll talk about what that is because it shines a light on the finite number of weeks we have to live like we mean it. Jody holds a Master's of Applied Positive positive Psychology from the University of Pennsylvania, where she is also an assistant instructor. As a certified coach with 25 years of corporate leadership experience, she helps executives, teams, and high performers work well and live even better. Jody, welcome to Mr. Biz Radio. Oh, thank you. I am super stoked to be here chatting with you. Yeah, look, I, I, I've been looking forward to this conversation. I think it's, gosh, it's been how many, it's been a few months ago when we talked. And uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it when we talked, because we just talked briefly, because again, when she kind of pitched me on the idea, I said, seriously, like, I don't need to hear anymore. Like, we're good. Like, <laughs> um, but I'm in, I'm in a group, Jesse Itzler's sort of inner circle group. And it, the whole con- he has the same sort of concept behind you know uh, that relates to your four thousand Mondays, and he calls it build your life resume. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how a lot of things that you talk about his is much uh, much uh, less formal, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty informal guy, mm-hmm. but but he talks about living your life, you know, like and using your terminology. He doesn't use this terminology, but living a, you know, a deeper and wider life, not just a longer life, you know, make the most out of your time here. Um, So I'm looking very forward to talking about this. Before we get into all that, though, Jody, if you would share with us, I mean, your entrepreneurial journey, how did the heck did you get into this? How did you decide, you know, this is what you're going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm happy to happy to walk down that path, Um, which you just, I don't know why, but you triggered a memory for me. One of my favorite gifts when I was eight years old was uh, my parents made me for the holidays a stamp that had, at the time my maiden name was Rule, it was the Jody Rule Company with my address. Because I always, didn't you after dinner go and play business? You know, I would stamp everything after that. Like, I think I stamped my forehead, right? So like, you know, when you just know, you're like, I want to do my own thing and I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to stamp everything, right? So, but then I went to school and went into the typical corporate world, which, you know what, I really enjoyed. I got 17 amazing years of great leadership experience. Pardon my, pardon my throat. Um, And I loved it. I got to a senior role. I was senior vice president of operations for a national health club chain. 
loving life until I wasn't. And like, you've heard this before, right? That feeling of when you're kind of like, okay, so something's missing, you know, I'm not learning and growing as much anymore. I I don't know what I want to do. And that was stressful, but this idea that, um, there's gotta be more out there. And so, you know, I have this sort of, this sort of stapler story where I was stapling papers in my office in my corporate job where I reloaded the stapler and I said to myself, I will not be here by the time this row of staples is done. Okay. And so I was down, I was like on it, except, you know, what happened is I did nothing. So a year later I'm stapling just, just a bunch of balloons. And I realized the stapler runs out of staples. And I realized it felt like a gut punch. If only like I had punched myself because I had taken no action to figure out what, what, okay. So you're feeling disenchanted, but you got to do something about it, honey. So I did, I worked with a coach and I decided to go out on my own. That's the start of my true entrepreneurial journey of starting at my own leadership and development coaching business. And, you know, no looking back, uh, except for the, the mild tweaks that happen along the way, right? So you start something, you're loving it. I got a really amazing business partner and we were doing great things together and we still do great things together. But once I started studying this topic called memento mori, which means remember that we must die. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but it woke me up and I realized, wait a sec, I want to make this more of what I do. This is my brand. This is what lights me up. And I want to help other people light up with whatever it is that lights them up. Uh, and so, yeah, I still do a ton of work working with leaders, teams of leaders, um, executive coaching, uh, mostly through keynotes. Um, but it's really with this brand and topic that has lit me up. So that's the journey in a nutshell from eight, from so, age eight. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love it. So I have to ask, um, and, and I had a very similar type of situation in the corporate world and loved what I did and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But pre-stapler moment, yeah. was there was there like one thing or was it just an accumulation of things that that that, that stapler moment happened? Was it just yeah. like maybe a meeting that happened before that, earlier that day, earlier that week? Yeah. earlier that month, whatever. And then just for some reason you were thinking about it while you're feeling, doing a mindless task, like filling yeah. a stapler, right? Uh, was, was there something, just one thing or, or, or was it an accumulation of things? I love the question because it, for me, manifested as just a bunch of stuff over time. And so I knew, I was already aware that I had, I was a G, you know, I wanted to find a thing. Um, but, you know, to be honest, like I wanted it to be easy. I wanted it to find me. You know, I wanted to be headhunted. I wanted to just like slide into something. And, you know, this has just been a fabulous life lesson for me that I actually incorporate into a lot of my work is like, if you want a life worth living, you, it's not just going to happen to you. You got to actually imagine, well, what does that even mean to me? Because it's different for all of us. And then what are you actively going to do to make that happen? So, yeah, I had a lot of little moments of Mm, disengagement or, well, this isn't fun anymore. This isn't challenging anymore. I've reached the ceiling because that was true. And I'm ambitious and I don't like ceilings. So it was a bunch of stuff adding up me, not doing like jack squat about it. And mm. then all of a sudden the catalyst was the stapler of like, now I have a deadline, except again, I squandered that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I can totally relate to what you're saying. Like I said, I, I had a very slimmer situation corporate world, loved it, and just sort of had reached, you know, again, I, it wasn't any one event for me either. And it was yeah. just an accumulation of things. I had a stapler moment as well, yeah. but it wasn't that 
specific thing. It was just an accumulation of things. Yeah. So it's all, I, I always love to hear these journeys for me personally, at least, um, of how that happened, especially for folks that were in the corporate world and mm-hmm. ascended and did really well in the corporate world. Because I, I you probably had the same thing. I know we're, we're running out of time here during the segment. We can pick this up during the next one, but um, I'll give you this to chew on because we'll talk about this in the next segment is how many of your family and friends, when you told them you were going to leave the corporate world, said, you're insane. You have this great job. You're with a great company. You know, you're, you're probably making a good bit of money, et cetera, et cetera. So chew on that. We're going to hit a break here. Again, this week, guys, we're talking with Jody Wellman. You can find it more on her website at, guess what it's called? 4000mondays.com. Follow her on Instagram as well as on LinkedIn. We'll come back after the break. We'll get the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And we're going to get Jody's answer on if people thought she was crazy. <laughs> if you would like to reach hundreds of thousands of business owners every week, Mr. Biz Radio can help. Our show airs globally seven days a week for more than 25 hours across several internet radio stations plus 20 plus podcast platforms. Also, video exposure on the new exclusive Mr. Biz Network streaming channel, which gets blasted to 100 plus streaming platforms and the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and our 350,000 social media followers multiple times every week. Join Mr. Biz Nation as an advertiser by emailing us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. Got a question for Mr. Biz you want answered on air? Email it to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. It is time, as always, it's top of the second segment for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. This week's tip is to constantly, constantly seek customer and employee feedback. You can't fix what you don't know about. This is so, so important. It sounds so simple, so practical, but it's something that I see every stinking day that people just don't do it. I went into a business, had a client. They were having severe turnover issues when I started working with them. And I said, well, what did your last employee survey say? And they looked at me like I had three heads and I was talking a foreign language. They hadn't, they had never, they hadn't been in business for 12 years. They had never once done an employee survey. They had never once done an exit interview with an employee who was leaving to determine, hey, what did you like about working here? What, what was a pain in your butt? You know, you, know, you have to do those things because again, as, I, as this says, you can't fix what you don't know about. So very, very important. And it's all about communication, right? You got to keep those uh, communication lines open, uh, extremely important. So that is the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. Let's get back into talking with Jody Wellman and the cliffhanger question. I shouldn't say, did anyone? I should say, how many people in your life thought that you were crazy when you said you're leaving the corporate world at this big, important job and you're like, I'm going to go do my own thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the question. You know what immediately stood out to me the minute you asked was it really wasn't so much external. Maybe it's just because, like, I don't freaking care what, you know, they think, but it was, I thought I was crazy. And that was the biggest stumbling block, at least personally, right. Was 
who, what am I doing? You know, I was caught by the trappings of success, right? Like I liked all the pleasures, the money, like you alluded, the title on the business card. I liked that I knew what I was doing. I felt like an expert. And there's always a little bit of fear about, well, now I'm going to go into uncharted territory and that could be fun, but it also could be a total freaking failure. Sure. Uh, I liked the parking spot. Like I loved all the stuff <laughs> that, except, you know, unfortunately when like the scale was tipping in favor of like, okay, well that's nice. But like, what about, oh, um, my happiness, uh, my well-being? And I really tuned in with the help of a coach to some stuff I help people with now, which is like, what matters to you? You know, what do you, what, what do you value? And for me, uh, there are a ton of things that I just wasn't, that, that were no longer being fulfilled at work, like creative expression, um, the ability to build something new and exciting. And so I was like, well, I, I, I'm just going to go do that. And I just budgeted and planned like, okay, I knew it was going to take two years to ramp up to the cushy lifestyle I loved. And so fine, but like make a plan and work the plan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. So, so I have to ask you now that you, this, you're sort of on the other side of the desk, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, from this, when you were leaving the corporate world, mm -hmm. how did you choose a coach? Mm. How did you, so you like myself, I had been in the corporate world forever. I was completely oblivious to, to entrepreneur. I'd always dreamed of being an entrepreneur. I'd always wanted to start my own business and do my own yeah. thing, but I had no idea at that time. How do you choose a coach? How do, and so now that you do some of that, right? How did you choose a coach? And, and, and by the way, maybe you made a mistake or two. What are some things that we should look for in a coach such as yourself? Mm -hmm. I chose a coach I knew personally. Okay. It was an, a former employee of mine that mm -hmm. I had so much respect for. She turned into a career coach and I, you know, in my usual, you know, moanings and groanings as you vent to a friend, it was like, well, wait a minute. What if we just turn this from like mindless blathering about bitch and moan into, oh, like I could hire you and do this. So for me, it was based on a previous relationship. Um, and so, you know, former employee turned friend who I could hire and, you know, that, that dynamic doesn't always work for everybody and that's fine. And so what I recommend is find a, find a click, like you, like someone you click with, right? Mm -hmm. So someone that someone might come recommended by a buddy of yours, you got to feel like when you chat with them, like have a chemistry call and feel like you are whatever you need. Like someone might need motivation and accountability, then you wouldn't going to want to find that. Someone else might need someone to be a real, you know, drill sergeant. Well, then you're going to want to find that. So having lots of conversations and calls, get referrals from friends and then have some chemistry calls and I don't know, don't drag it out. Like pick your best of three. Mm -hmm. I love it. So let's say we've got someone who's watching right now, who's listening. Mm -hmm. And by the way, guys, we're going to talk in the last segment. She's going to give us some tips like we always do in the third segment. She's going to give us some tips on how to live a life worth, worth living, talking about legacy, living uh, a wider and deeper life, et cetera. But before we get into all that, what, what does it look like? So let's say someone's interested that's yeah. listening or watching and they go, I'm kind of interested. And they go out to 4,000mondays.com. That's 4,000mondays.com. Um, and they connect with you. What does an engagement with you look like? Well, everyone's favorite answer. It depends. Um, I love that. I, actually, I say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, there's an asterisk on everything. It's like, well, it's good. Um, generally, though, if someone is looking for um, what I'm hearing you talk about is kind of a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation. And that yeah. is, is pretty common. Uh, I typically work with people over the period of whether it's like a three-month up to a year. 
Depends on the goal. So if it's somebody who is looking to spruce up sort of soul search, do a little bit of course correction on again, like where might they want to find their fulfillment at work, which might involve changing their work, but often it actually involves just quite frankly, reframing the current job they have, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, that might be, you know, a three month engagement of about six or seven sessions for other people. When it's more about showing up the way you want to as a leader, uh, being mindful of your legacy, like you just hinted at a second ago about how, mm -hmm. you know, am I actually leading in accordance with the values I have? Like, how do I want to be described when I, when I'm out of here, you know, when I leave this place in the dust. Um, and so being mindful of how one shows up, you know, that's not typically a zip zip. That's a little bit more of maybe it is a, like a six month plan about 12 or 15 sessions. And it's usually every other week on average so that people mm -hmm. can, we talk about what you want to do. You go out and do it. You come back and debrief what worked, what didn't, why, what do you want to do differently? And, and therein lies the progression of, uh, wow, you know, I'm feeling stronger, more confident in this area, more capable, or wow, I have a plan, or wow, thanks for holding me accountable, because otherwise I just had a, I mean, we all know, like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. We all have great ideas, uh, you know, and if I didn't have a coach or two, I've always got one or two on the go, like books, aren't you always reading like seven books at the same time? I've always got coaches for different reasons. And it's like, I have lots of ideas. I'm looking over at a pile of them. And if I didn't have my coach session coming up uh, at the end of the week, I wouldn't like, I, I, I need the accountability. So that's, that's obviously a big chunk of how it would work working with people one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. I love it. And, and by the way, guys, so I should mention if you're interested and you're, you're, you peak, she's piqued your interest and you're like, nah, this, this might be something I need to look into before you do anything, go out to her website, 4,000mondays.com forward slash dead or live quiz. She has a free quiz out there. Take the quiz. And if you forget the forward slash, don't worry about it. If you go to her website, you'll find it pretty easily. I, It'll I pop up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but go out and check that out because it's the questions on there are very thought provoking. And I think if you go through that quiz, it's going to even pique your interest more because you're going to start to think about things like we're talking about legacy, depending on your age. I mean, you could be start thinking about this when you're in your 20s and 30s, let alone people that are maybe a little longer in the tooth. I don't know, like myself, um, that are really starting to think about that and, and what you're leaving behind and some of the things you're doing. And, and as Jody mentioned, does it align with your values, your morals, your ethics, how you people, how you want people to think about you after you're gone, as she said, leaving this place in the dust, um, things like that. So again, 4000mondays.com, go out and check that out. Follow her on Instagram, 4000mondays.com, uh, I'm sorry, not .com, 4000mondays and on LinkedIn as well. Uh, go out and follow her there. We're gonna come back and she's gonna give us some tips, which I know we're all waiting for, and I'll be taking copious amounts of notes. So come back on Mr. Biz Radio. How would you like to have direct access to Mr. Biz to help you run your business more profitably and more efficiently? At MrBizSolutions.com, you get live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also several of his hand-picked and trusted business experts, each with 20-plus years of experience to help you optimally manage and grow your business. That's just the start of where Mr. Biz Solutions begins. Learn more at MrBizSolutions.com. That's MrBizSolutions.com. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. 
Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Check out all three of Mr. Biz's best-selling books at MrBizBooks.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show, and it is time for everyone to uh, really get out your pens uh, or, you know, if you, you take notes on your phone, whatever you do. Uh, everyone loves this part of the show because I think primarily I shut the heck up, and we got our expert to actually give us some really good tips. So, Jody, um, if you would, uh, without giving away all the secret sauce, of course, what are some tips that you can give us that are, you know, practical, practical, actionable? Yeah. Can I say those two, two together fast? Um, that we can do as business owners, entrepreneurs, and or other um, that can help us leave the legacy that we want to live a wider and deeper, not just longer life. Mm, okay, let's dive in. Okay. Hand in hand. Okay. So the first thing is to count your Mondays. And yes, that is the remaining Mondays left. So you've already hinted at it. You know, 4,000 Mondays, weeks is roughly all we get. Hopefully more, maybe less. Sucks to to be alive. But uh, if you count how many you have left, and let's just do this math easily. Um, Let's just average it for male, female, non-identifying at 80 years. So take 80 minus your age and multiply that by 52 weeks a year. That's what you've got left. And this is based in kind of a psychological notion called temporal scarcity, which is that when we have something in front of us that is an asset that is perceived to be rare or temporary, and we see that and we acknowledge that, ooh, its value goes through the roof, right? So, you know, knowing I have 1,892 Mondays left makes me go, well, I got to get down to the business of living. So number one, become very clear on the fact that like you have a countdown timer. We all know this, but you got to get in touch with it. That's number one. Number two, you've already hinted at this, and it's the notion about not just living longer. Like, yeah, I wish I had more than 1,892 Mondays, but who knows? What about making them amazing? And what that looks like is widening our lives through this concept called vitality and deepening them by adding in more meaning. So vitality would look like, you know, adding in all, what do you do for fun? What do you do for pleasure? And most of us are work of freaking holics. We're self-identified as entrepreneurs. We love to work. And like, I I struggle with this because I love to work. And on a Saturday, like I want to crack at it. Hi. Yeah. And so that's (laughs) cool. Don't not do the work you love. However, you kind of get that sinking feeling when you know your life has become a little bit um, one-dimensional when you're like, all work, no play. And like, we all saw the shining. We know how that ends. All work and no play <laughs> makes Jack a dull boy. Like let's not take an ax to, yeah. So uh, number one is widening our lives with vitality. It's like, what are the fun things that make you feel alive that you think, man, I used to really love, maybe it's playing the trombone or maybe it's going out and like going and learning a new language or booking a trip to Prague or what you fill in the blanks, but right. you got to, this is back to our earlier conversation about you can dream about how cool it would be, but it ain't going to happen to you unless you actually take your calendar out and book January the 20th. 
is when you're going to go and visit your friend in British Columbia or whatever you're going to do. You got to book it. So widening with vitality, widen, widen, widen. And then the deepening is more of the, like the heavy hitting purpose stuff. It's adding in meaning. Many of us find meaning in our work, especially if we're leaders or we're, you know, we're reaching a mission or a vision in our, in our work. But again, is that enough for you? And part of this is like, this goes back to your business tip of the week where you're like, talking about customer service and that you, you can't manage what you don't know. You can't get better at something unless you know the facts. I look at it and I call it diagnose the dead zones. And I say, figure out in your life where things feel like they have flatlined. And like, you know, you know, if it's the fact that maybe your health has gone to seed or you uh, are like, you've become an antisocial hermit because of COVID. Do you want to pick that puppy up again? Or is it, you know, your spirituality is lacking if you care about that, or it is maybe the back to the recreation because you feel like you've just been become, again, mono-focused with work. Figure out the area you want more of, and maybe for you it's more meaning. Um, and that might mean then, well, what, what would that look like? Is it getting back in touch with meaning at work? Is it creating better relationships and connections with people that I care about? Is it... Uh, identifying with something bigger than me? Is it going to places that make me feel awe and wonder about the vastness of the world and make me ponder my own beautiful insignificance in the grand scheme of things, you know? Um, So that's deepening. You referred a second ago to, on my website, there's that quiz, which will help you identify kind of where you are. And there are four zones. I always find it fascinating because the research is so consistent. After thousands and thousands of entries in this quiz by now, the evidence is clear that People generally feel okay about meaning in their life, but they're lacking in vitality. And so most of us need to do a little more effort in planning for the fun, planning for those fun experiences. You know, don't just read about the new restaurant, go, you know, try something different. And so here, this leads me to, I guess, my last point. And then I promise I'll take a breath because I want to hear from you, your thoughts on these things. Another big chunk of this is novelty, like we got to spice things up. It is so essential for our experience of being alive because we get into habits. And like, I'm a fan. Uh, I like the seven habits of highly effective people. Like I want to be highly effective. So is that our habits the way? No, I'm going to say no, because they can help us initially when we want to create an important routine, like going to the gym, waking up at a certain time, getting into rhythms that help us. But generally we get into this kind of slumbering existence where all of a sudden, it's the end of the month and we're like, where did that, how did that happen, right? That's because we have become just so routinized and we need to spice it up. Try a different meal, watch a different kind of documentary, read a different kind of book, take a different route to work, do a different workout, go socialize with friends you haven't seen in a while, shake it up. So it's diagnosing the dead knowns, shaking it up, counting your Mondays, living wider with fun stuff, living deeper with meaningful stuff. Tell me what you think about that as a start. Yeah, look, I love it. And I'm a huge fan to even just get started. There's so many things I could say about this, but um, I'm a huge fan of, like you, you mentioned, all these, all these tips you have, as you mentioned a couple of times now, nothing happens unless you take some freaking action. So, you know, I'm heading into this now. And so the month of December, I plan out the next year. Part of my planning is not just business planning, blah, 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 right? Which I do love, but it's planning out you know, um, one event. So I'm a big fan of this. And I got this actually uh, from Jesse Itzler as well. Plan one event a year that 
you know, the way he describes it, he said, look at when, when 10 years from now, looking at next year, 10 years from now, when someone says, what, did, what happened in 2023? You're going to forget like a whole bunch of crap that happened, right? But there's one thing that you're going to be like, I wrote a book. I ran my first marathon. I went to Prague. I, you know, something that you love to do, but put it like to your point, put it on the freaking calendar. You can't say, ah, yeah, I'm going to go to Prague next year. And then you get into, you know, March, April, May, and then you're like, oh, well, the weather's bad. And, you know, the it's the flights are expect. Put it on the calendar, take action and freaking make it happen. I think that's where we, we fail so often. Yeah. You know, the, I love the, you know, spicing it up. I'll go, we'll go to a restaurant sometimes. And especially if it's a restaurant we've never been to, my wife and I. And I'll say, you order for me. Oh, I don't, I don't even just, just figure it out. Like just order something. I'll eat whatever the heck you order me. Right. And I'm a fairly finicky eater, but you know, nonetheless, I'll spice it up a little bit. Yeah. I can try some new stuff. You know what I mean? That's, what's the worst that can happen. Um, gosh, there's so many things we could talk about. Again, go out to 4,000mondays.com, 4,000mondays.com. Follow Jody on Instagram, LinkedIn. Her account there is 4,000mondays again. Um, Jody, we've run out of time already, unfortunately, but Man, this was a fascinating conversation. Really love talking with you. You shared so many insights. I've got tons of notes here, and I was trying to pay attention and not be rude and take just take notes. But um, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, you know, it just great, great having you on the show. Thanks for having me here. Total pleasure talking with you. This is time well spent in our lives that are finite. <laughs> I I appreciate you saying that, guys. I I'm sure you got a lot of this show. Please go out 4000mondays.com. Follow Judge Jody. Um, thanks for watching. Have a great week. And as always, cash flow is king. To become part of Mr. Biz Nation, follow him on all social media platforms or never miss a show by going to MrBizRadio.com. If you prefer free video content, visit the Mr. Biz YouTube channel or check out his streaming channel, which is available on 100 plus streaming platforms at MrBizNetwork.com.